0: Hey, what's up podcast family? What you're about to hear is a recent opportunity I had to talk with a bunch of high school students all about photography, business, entrepreneurship, and all that fun stuff. So I figured I'd let you hear the whole conversation. They got the chance to ask any questions that they wanted. And I thought there was some good content in here. So I wanted to bring it to you in full podcast form. So hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love to hear your feedback as always. Enjoy the episode.
1: We have our guest speaker, Scott McKenna, present you would like to start to telling us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you actually
0: do. Yeah, so my name is Scott and I kind of do a lot of different things. I'm one of those people that gets really bored really quickly with doing the same thing. So I was a full time musician for a bunch of years from the time that I was a junior in high school, which was all the way back now and I graduated 2003 in high school. So it's actually a long time ago now. So now I feel really old when I'm talking to a bunch of high school students. But anyway, I started as a full-time musician I was traveling around the country and I got into kind of just filming stuff that I was doing like just making videos of just my travels and as I started to do it more and more I realized that I really enjoyed it but I kind of to a point about ten years after I was doing it full-time I got a little bit tired of just touring around and doing music so I ended up kind of taking the video thing more seriously and I started doing some video work for some friends, and then my dad owned a marketing agency at the time, so I started doing some video work for his agency, and then I kinda did a bunch of different things, and eventually realized I liked it more, and so I saw a company come out and do something for this church I was a part of back in Arizona, and they were making videos, and it was this whole new idea that I had never really seen before, and then I got into wedding cinematography, and then from now I have a, video production company that does like a lot of commercial work and a little bit of everything for commercial stuff for some random music video stuff, some personal brand content. And then I do a lot of YouTube content as well. So I kind of try to do a little bit of everything in the the overall field of video. But video is definitely like my main, my main thing for sure.
1: Yeah, the, the students in last class, um, just again, to just kind of get them prepared, kind of with a little bit very little bit of what it is that you do compared to the, everything that you just explained that you have your hands in. Um, we watched a little bit of the. We were focusing a lot on like wedding photography, mm-hmm. um, mainly the planning, pricing, why you'd want to talk about certain things, why you don't want to talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. We watched a little bit of um, one of your videos where you were filming a wedding beginning to end.
0: Yeah, yeah, the behind the behind like the, the scenes the thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we didn't watch the full thing classes that long Yeah, yeah. Um, but some are kind of watching that as far as like extra credit to talk about um, things that they agreed that you did mm-hmm. they just didn't agree what you did um, so they're kind of watching that but are you able to talk us through a little bit of what why you wanted to do something like that and then put it on youtube like such a long thing
0: yeah yeah and it's interesting because I put you know I, I put that video on a, maybe two years ago and it's or two and a half years ago, and it's almost at a million views. And it's funny, because it's like a really long video. And most people think that like, you know, the shorter, the the shorter, the better on all these platforms. But really, the truth is, I think, if it's valuable to people, it doesn't really matter necessarily how long it is, because people find value in watching it. And that video specifically, and ever even since I started, I started putting videos on YouTube in 2017. And I always wanted to basically create content and create videos that would be helpful that I would have loved to see when I was starting out. Like I wanted to create videos that would be valuable to people that are looking to do the same thing that I'm currently doing now. And to this day, that's still kind of what I do. It's, it's not about, I, I love that you also said like, you know they can talk about what they agree with and what they don't because my whole premise of my channel is like, I'm not here to tell you how you have to do something. I'm only telling you what I do and if it ends up being valuable to you, then that's awesome. But you don't have to do things the way that I do it. I just love sharing because I do have experience with a bunch of other things. And it's great. I love watching people that also are very skilled in the same type of stuff that I do, just because I think we all learn from just the way people do things. So all the videos I create on my channel, even now, whether they're tutorials, or whether they're behind the scenes wedding things like you saw, it's just about bringing you in on how I do things. And I love the conversation back and forth of people evaluating things and looking at it like, I, would, I was kind of wondering why you'd do that and I would have done it this way. And it's like, that's awesome because you can do it any way you want. That's the great part about art, especially like art in photography or videography. It's, there's no right way to do things. There's a lot of ways to do things and you got to decide like what's right for you. And I think there's a big difference in that. And so I love like the collab aspect of trying to learn from each other.
1: Well, you talked a little bit of how you like, like why you share some of the things on like YouTube um, because you wanted to post things because that's how you wanted to learn in a way. Mm-hmm. tell us how you did learn what it is that you do?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the way that I got into it, we're fortunate enough and even more so now than when I started, but there's so many incredible resources now online YouTube being obviously a massive one. I mean, everyone, anytime anyone wants to learn anything, they usually YouTube it now that's the way that they learn. And, and so it's, it's, I kind of got into it from having a different set of resources, because I didn't really have like YouTube wasn't really like it is now when I first started kind of filming. So a lot of it was just experimenting and shooting and editing and practicing and working on different things. And now obviously there's lots more resources so when I'm trying to learn new new tips or new things for certain cameras that I buy or whatever, I absolutely utilize YouTube and all those but I never had any formal education. When I was in high school, um, every time I say that I feel like it's like so long ago but when I was in high school we didn't really have like that kind of opportunity. Like we didn't have any sort of class like this even existing that was just about photography or about that. So it's so awesome that now obviously kids can actually learn like other things that they want to rather than just what you're forced to learn, <laughs> which I think is awesome. But it's there's just so many resources. So I learned from just watching certain people on certain platforms and I learned from just doing it. No question about it with, with like photo and video stuff. So much of what you learn is just literally picking up a camera and shooting and editing and shooting and editing because you're always gonna learn something if you actually try.
1: I was going to ask you what was or has been your biggest like driving force
0: to do just some of what it is that, that you do I mean I, I'm, I'm kind of naturally like an entrepreneur type of mindset where my driving force to work hard doesn't come from like me wanting to impress people or wanting to like make certain people happy it's more just like I really just love what I do and I love just looking for new opportunities like I'm obsessed with finding a new business opportunity that I can take on or obsessed with trying to develop some new skill that I don't know about and I just take everything really really seriously so I always joke that like if someone tomorrow entered me in like a beanbag championship, I'd be like working my tail off all day today just to try to my to try to like somehow dominate that tomorrow. Because I just really like that kind of I like the competition of just business and in life in general, I just like being able to go after something hard. And so my but I mean, no question about my driving force, obviously, is also just my kids and my family of making sure that I supply for them, you know, financially and make sure that I take care of them. So no question when you have like a, a family and you have people that you have to support, it's pretty easy to kind of always feel that that fire to make sure that you perform <laughs> the best way possible so that you can make money because it's really great being an entrepreneur when you have all the freedom and be able to do what, what you want with your time. But it's not so great when, you know, things like the pandemic hit and you are the one that actually pays yourself the paycheck and all the money is reliant on you. It's a whole different story. It's like, it, it seems really, really cool to be a business owner, except when things don't go the way you planned and you realize like, you're not, no one is helping you. <laughs> no one's helping you at all. You're the person that is in charge of making everything happen. And some people really don't like that, <laughs> that feeling.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask, how did you, uh, again, I know it was kind of a lot, but like, what made you go from like a one-man show videographer to an actual business that you now pay people to yeah.
0: I mean, for me, it was all about number one, like the scalability side of I know that there's only so much that I could do by myself. And I also know that the best work that has ever come out of like the company now has been with the collaborative ideas and workflow that we have. And I've always been someone that likes bringing ideas to people and brainstorming things about people and working on edits together on things and going over things together. Because I think the best ideas just come from teamwork and they come from working together with people. Uh, Obviously, you deal with that even as students in school, you know, you have group projects and different things. And sometimes it's hard, like I think it's hard for some people to go from a mentality of like, I'm the one person that does everything, I make all the rules, and then suddenly you have to work with people. That is a very tough adjustment for certain people to deal with because it's sometimes it's hard for them to let go of control. But I found that the more and more that I let go of little things, especially when I started, I went from like, by myself to one employee, that was the hardest transition. Now going to multiple employees and and building a team that way has been way easier for me, because I already have seen the great things that come out of collaborating and letting other people make decisions on things that I wouldn't necessarily agree with, that it becomes easier and easier. And now I love having new people come on board. Because I'm thinking to myself, man, what what things can they bring to the table that we may have not thought about because we all have like incredibly unique brains and we all have skill sets that other people don't necessarily have. And the worst thing we could do is bring on somebody that is skilled or that has their own unique perspectives and creative perspectives and tell them they have to do it the way that we do it, because that's you're that's not really utilizing what makes them unique.
1: How do you decide, um, or how did you decide, like who to bring on and for what? Like, like if you're hiring someone, either for a specific thing or just in general, like, what are some things that you look for? Or what are some things that you notice right off the bat? Like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna hire this person.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, before even like the skill set side of things, a a huge piece, and I think we can all relate to this is just like the person, the person they are, the character they have, the Ability to work with other people, the kindness that they have, to me is like the number one factor first. Like, it doesn't matter to me if you're the most skilled person in the world at something you do. If you're not a person that likes working with people and that I don't like working with, it just will never ever work because. You have to be able to work with people and whether you are working with your other employees or whether you're working with like my clients who are my employees would go out to see I need to make sure that above all regardless of their skill set that they know how to work with people because that's what this business is about and especially in the wedding world if you aren't good at relationships if you can't keep relationships with people and be easy to work with you just will have a hard, hard time ever having success in the wedding industry, because it's all about relationships. Because it's all about just being able to work with other people and let them know you're easy to work with as well. So for me, it was like I try to find people that I really just think are great people. Obviously, they're gonna have to have some sort of skill set at what I'm hiring them for. But I really feel out them as a person first. And then when I decide kind of what I want to hire someone for, I'm really just thinking about like, what are the things that I spend all of my time doing? And out of those things, what things do I want to get rid of? Like if you're a photographer, for example, and you start the business, and let's just say you have a thriving photography business, you obviously have to shoot, you have to edit you have to book jobs, you have to schedule jobs, you have to send invoices, you have to pay taxes, you have to do all these things as an entrepreneur, like you have to do everything. So when you're hiring your very first person, the easiest route to go is like, okay, I no longer have any time left in my day, what do I want to do more of? Okay, I love photographing weddings, but I really don't like editing weddings. Well, your natural first employee should be someone that can take away the thing that you don't necessarily like as much. Because anytime you're doing something you don't enjoy, it takes the energy out of your out of you. And you don't want to do things that drain you of energy, you want to do things that actually give you energy. And so to me, it's like anytime I feel like I'm starting to get overwhelmed with work or the amount of hours that I have to put into something I think about what can I hire? And what would be most beneficial for me to hire for and maybe that's maybe you love shooting and editing. So you need someone to just help with the business side of things. Maybe you don't like shooting at all. You love the editing. So you need to hire someone that can shoot. So you kind of you kind of reverse engineer it. But instead of making the mistake, a lot of people do like I did, too. When I first started, I naturally wanted to hire someone that did exactly what I did on all levels. But that doesn't really make much sense. I don't need another person that is me. I need another person that does what I'm not good at or what I don't enjoy doing. So some people thrive as an editor. They can sit in front of a desk all day and just edit, 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 and that's amazing. I do not like sitting in front of a computer and editing all day because it just like completely like drains me of energy. So I don't need someone that can do everything. I need someone that can just edit if that's what I want them to do. And it's easier when you look at someone to try to find a specific skill set rather than, okay, well, are you good at shooting? Are you good with relationships? Are you good with editing? Are you good with booking? Or, like I don't need them to do everything. I only need them to do certain things. And so that's kind of how I, how I look at it. Um, out the photography Jake, Like, is this one your favorite or your past jobs? Yeah. I mean, no question about it. This is my favorite. I mean, like I said, it's a couple of different things. So it kind of keeps me energized by having a video production company, a wedding videography company, and then the YouTube thing. I have a lot of different things that I'm always juggling, but that's the way that I enjoy it the most. Cause I, I don't get, I don't get bored. I, I, I would think I would get bored if I just did weddings or if I just did a certain thing. So it's definitely my favorite job because it's like 10 jobs mixed into one. So I, I don't hate any of them and I don't, and I wouldn't want to do one specific part of it on all aspects too. So it's definitely my favorite though. I mean, I love, I love just doing random things all the time.
1: Hey, is it difficult having to balance out having the two companies and the YouTube channel? Like, what's it like having to manage all three?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tricky. It's tricky because you, you naturally, there's always more things I want to do on the YouTube side and there's always more things I want to do on this business or this business, so you kind of have to balance those out. And it kind of goes back to that same aspect of like, I can't do everything for all those companies, so I am starting to build more and more teams that specialize in certain aspects of the business so that I can do what I really enjoy. Like I love making YouTube videos and I love editing YouTube videos and I love doing all that kind of stuff, but I can't spend all of my time doing that. So I kind of always feel like I wish I could do a little bit more of this or a little bit more of this. But that's why like I recently hired someone whose sole job is just to help me create my own content for YouTube and for like the various social media platforms so that I can continue to push that further without it just being entirely reliant on me. So. But it is hard to balance. And I and I definitely don't suggest that you you start with all those things like at the beginning, because you'll never really make progress. Like I started with just a wedding company built that as strong as I possibly could for two and a half years. Then I started the video the other video production company. And that's been taking up a lot of my time. That's where I spent a lot of my time. And the YouTube was kind of throughout it all. But I I definitely suggest when you start that you don't go in with 19 different things. (laughs) Because you'll find yourself really feeling like you're not making any movement on any of them. Um, yeah. What, what did you do? Like what music did you do before you started like recording and stuff? Yeah. So I was, I was just a full-time musician. So I played guitar and I sang and then I played full-time with an electric violin player actually. So I toured around the country for the first 10 years of my life out of high school. That's all I did was just tour and played festivals and colleges. And so that's all I did. It was super fun and i still play music a lot now it's just not necessarily like it was now it's kind of rarely that i actually do any sort of gigs but i do have like a side music project that i that i now just help kind of produce and create content for so i do all the recording at my home studio and then i film all the videos for it but it's not always even me actually singing or playing in the songs but i do all the the studio stuff building up to it so um
1: how do you educate yourself to take a better photo
0: I'd say you just keep, keep taking more and more and more photos. I think the, the biggest thing that I always do, whether it's photo or video, is the more you shoot, the better you get. And especially if you're trying to get into like a certain type of, let's say portraits or something that you want to get really, really into. You can take portraits all the time, you have people all the time, you can go out in the street and take random portraits, you could ask every friend you have every family member you have they just take the photos. And that's how you get better because especially with photography, and if you're going after like portraits or even weddings, the way you get more work is by just showing work that you've done. And so people don't know how much you were paid for a job or any details behind it, all they see are how good your pictures are. So by you picking a random Saturday and having everyone you know, come over and you film, I mean, you take a picture of each person. And then over the next bunch of weeks, you put out random photos showing it, people don't know that you just put that together, it was a free project, they just see, are you good? Or are you not? And you get better, though, by doing it more often. Every time you take pictures, you're going to learn, I should have done this differently, or I should have done this differently. Or, you know, you might rent some lenses or buy some different lenses here and there. That's the only way that you learn because you can only you could look at a million YouTube videos of how to take better pictures and not necessarily take any better picture if you don't actually do it yourself. I could watch someone work out all day and I will never get in shape if I don't actually do the pushups. And so that's kind of my biggest thing is like just watching and watching and watching in an art field or reading books or watching videos is great. But the best thing you could do is pick up a camera and shoot. And if you have no camera at all, use your phone. Like It's still a great starting point to understand light and to understand composition and to understand the different aspects of what you're doing. There's so much you can learn. And the biggest mistake people make is when they think they have to have the perfect camera and they don't start shooting until they get that perfect camera and that perfect lens. And as an FYI, there is no perfect camera and perfect lens. I get new ones all the time because I constantly am searching for it and they don't exist. (laughs) So it's just it's just practicing because the same principles apply what's like
1: your favorite camera model like one could always rely on
0: i mean if i was going to do photography and nothing else i'd probably go much more to the canon line because canon just makes very they have very very good color when it comes to just natural skin tone photographers love canon stuff photographers also a lot of photographers really like like nikon stuff as well i personally wouldn't choose a nikon just because I like video and video Nikon's not really as known for. Um, But if I had to choose one and photography was my main thing, I'd probably go with some sort of Canon. And then in terms of what model, it's impossible to say because they're like all over the map in terms of cost. So I never recommend a camera to somebody because the prices are all over the map. I kind of always tell people like, tell me exactly how much money you want to spend and I'll tell you the best camera at that price point. but it's really hard to recommend like a go to model. Um, but you know, because I do a lot of video, my main camera is actually a Sony um, that I use for my YouTube stuff. But then all the cameras, the camera that I'm shooting on for this and the camera that I use for my video production company are all Canons. So it's all about like the right tool for the right job. A camera is just a tool. That's, that's, that's all it is. And the tools change. There's a million different hammers you can buy at Home Depot. And it's all just about like what's the right one for the job that you're doing. So after
1: watching your wedding video, I wanted to ask, um, what's your favorite part of the wedding day and
0: the time of get shoot? So I really like, obviously, the time with the couple is really fun because you obviously just get to be like more one-on-one with the couple. Or uh, there's usually four or five of us total around the couple, but that's always fun because you just get to obviously really experience their personalities and what makes them unique. I personally like shooting a lot of like what we call establishers in photos. You don't necessarily do it as much because you don't really need it. Like we do in video, but I love just taking a cinematic look of, of the actual venue and the spots that you're at. So I like that kind of stuff a lot cause it allows me to kind of just be more of like a filmmaker rather than having to worry about a person in the shot. And it's always cool. The cool thing about weddings is that even though they're so similar, they're all entirely different too. And they all have, you may have one wedding that has the perfect, perfect portrait session where you get one on one with a couple. And then the next wedding, you may have no time and the couple's really hard to like interact together. So, like, it's always its own challenge, which actually makes it fun in itself because no wedding ever is the same. So, you always want to say like your favorite part is a certain aspect, but you, you might get to that same aspect at a different wedding. And it definitely was not your favorite part of the day, <laughs> because weddings are just that's why weddings are so tricky. That's why you get paid a lot of money for them as well. But you get one chance at a wedding day, which is what makes it really, really stressful for people. Because you only get one chance to do everything. And if you miss the chance, that's it. Like you don't you don't get another one at that wedding, which is why there's so much stress. And which is why there's more money, the more you do a job that is very stressful, the more money you get paid for it, because not a lot of people want to do it. (laughs) So it's, that's kind of how it works really, like in any job, I guess. Do you get nervous before the wedding? Like a day before the wedding? Um, I don't, I never really have, but I I think the only reason that I don't, um, and I and I kind of talked about, I just launched like my first ever, uh, like uh, wedding filmmaking course that talks all about like each, every aspect of the day. And I mentioned, And I mentioned that when I was talking in the one chapter all about like, uh, just being prepared and vendor relationship stuff. That's just the only I, I feel like the only reason people get stressed with weddings or nervous is because they're not necessarily confident in their game plan going in. I personally don't get nervous because I feel like even if something goes not as planned, I've done it enough, and at least have an idea of what I would do just in case if this didn't work out, or this didn't work out, or if I ran out of time to do this. And I feel like the only time really, that I would get nervous is if I got to a situation that I wasn't prepared for. And at this point, I've, I'm kind of prepared for anything because I've done enough of them. But even when I started, I really worked hard at just understanding the whole day and understanding what I needed to do what I needed to capture how I wanted to capture it. And the more you do it, the, the more comfortable you get. So I might get nervous sometimes and I'm like, I hope I get more time with the couple just because that's the, that's the best part. But it's not nervous, it's more just like, I hope there's more time in the day <laughs> because the day goes too fast. But I think it's, you know, it's about preparation. It's like the, the best golfer in the world that lines up for the biggest putt of his life in a major tournament the more you prepare for that moment, the more that you practice for that moment, the more that when you actually get in it, you've already mentally prepared for it. The person that never thought about a pressure putt, for example, may get up to a putt and be like, oh, I've never you know, been in this situation. So I think it's just when you can really mentally prepare yourself, you set yourself up for, for success. Do you rather photograph objects or presents? I like people for sure. Um, I just... I think there's just, we're all so unique and everyone's made so different that people are just a fun thing to photograph or film. But I also think there's some really cool things like in nature and all that and different stuff that are also really cool to photograph or film. So I think it really just depends on like what some people, if, if you're naturally a person that, that isn't as good or isn't as comfortable with people from like photographing people or setting them up or deciding what you want to do then a lot of people will go kind of the other route and not make portraits their their focus make it more on the things that they can do on their own the great thing about nature and about others type of shots like or street photography street photography I think is one of the coolest things because it's just a very natural way to capture like life but you're not it's not really a posed thing. It's trying to just literally go out and about and get the best shots you can with what you see, which is really unique. I think some of the, some street photographers do that really well. And there's just something unique about like when you see a picture of a person, but they weren't really even posing for it. It's just like, it's capturing life. I think that's pretty cool. If
1: you can give any of these uh, students any advice on starting off or getting your creative juices out there, what would
0: you try and do Yeah, I think the best advice I would give is to just realize that you, I mean, I'm assuming almost every one of you has a phone in your pocket or within reach and the camera that is on the phone you have, no matter which phone you have, is better than the camera that existed 30 years ago to the average person in general. So a lot of people like to wait around for the best camera, the best situation, the certain amount of money, the certain opportunity when you all have a chance when the zoom call is done, or when you're done with school today, you have a chance to go capture something and to start building a business like if you choose with photography, and photography is a thing that will never ever go away. The great thing about photography and video is like, it'll never go away, there will always be a need for taking photos, and for capturing video. And it's a really cool field to be in. And don't worry and overstress like what to even shoot. Because the only way you understand and learn what you like to do is by doing a lot of things that you don't. So go take pictures of everything and spend time doing portraits and taking pictures of street photography and landscape and all this random stuff. And then start to actually dial in what you like, but you're going to learn throughout the whole process in general. And the best thing is just never never be satisfied with where you're at in terms of learning know that in this business, you will never ever know it all. And as long as you don't get in the mindset that you do, you will never stop learning. Like I am an obsessive learner, I always have been and I want to do everything I can to get better. And if you stay in that mindset, I think good things can happen.